<laughs> well, welcome back, everybody. Good to see you. It's been I, I know it's only been two weeks since we've played together, but it feels like three, because you know, we we're at the end of a week's activity, so it always feels so weird when we have mm. to skip a session. So and unfortunately we're gonna have to skip next weekend as well. No uh, because my schedule has me going out of town from Tuesday until I come back to town Sunday. Um, heading off to Arizona uh, to uh, do some fair work. Um, we'll be at the Arizona SCA event out there in Goodyear. Um, that's our February war that we like to call it. So unfortunately, yeah, one more weekend. And then after that, though, we're locked into February, folks. We're locked into this final arc because we concluded for the most part well the last of the backstories for the most part um there are some loose threads that still linger in a couple other cases i would say gork and abraxas there's some loose threads there that i think are going to be very interesting in this final stretch um but yeah last session a lot happened last session um, we made some unique discoveries about what truly happened. The plague demon had fooled the truth seekers, guised them into believing that the local populations needed to be gathered at the monastery, kept safe from some unknown threat. Unfortunately, it's exactly what the plague demon wanted. And bringing all the individuals here afforded the Plague Demon to not only take them over and utilize their existence as a way to stay anchored in the physical plane, but also did it as an attempt to hopefully find one of the missing books, which it did. It found Archimedes' stash of library and protected items and in defense of the truth seekers, Archimedes sought out the book. Unfortunately, the plague demon was not able to wield it away from Archimedes. He used all of his power and his strength to maintain control of it until the sudden arrival with the help of an ancient wizard known as Corwin had helped the team uh, teleport to the truth seekers. The truth seekers fought the pit maw and then eventually fought the illusionary entanglements of the plague demon the outcome being unfortunately as they destroyed these vile creatures in this weird space of existence it was inadvertently wiping out the corporeal forms of those back and anchored and tethered to the material plane so that when the team finally destroyed the crystals that kept up the menagerie of illusion they discovered that the entire truth seeker population, along with the local population of the towns surrounding the truth seekers, had for the most part been destroyed, with one rare exception. Some of the scribes and acolytes, as well as Archimedes himself, but Frigid's mother was the only one of her large family to survive this outcome. The time was spent gathering the dead, saying goodbye to Archimedes, but more importantly, the mantle of the truth seekers was passed on yet again as the entire 
history and understanding of the truth seekers was completely revealed to forget. A many centuries tradition going back to calamity, allowing this great reposit of information to continue collecting all of the information of the far-flung North will continue under her leadership. But for now, the survivors were sent to the Citadel with Corwin's final ability to help before he was pulled back to wherever it is he had come from or whenever he had come from, seeking the information that he needed and found and aiding those that needed it at the same time. However, during this brief downtime of recollection and preparation, the team finally got to rest. And it was during this rest period, during this time, when Mira set the grove in the garden and Keen set watch upon those that slept, a visitor arrived. Tempting both Mira and Keen, and at some point even tempting Gork, I believe, failed. The bait not taken, the temptation not understood or received. Their wills set. It is the following morning. The Great Verdant Grove has expanded the entire campus of the Truth Seeker compound. Covers this building. This new tree has already begun to sprung. Not all that dissimilar than the tree that is currently doing quite well in the Valley of the Grey, renamed after the group that aided those that resided in the Valley of the Dead. As this second life tree springs into existence. An existence that begins to radiate out even further recovering the land that had been plagued for many months, bringing a little bit of that wintry life back to the lands. All of you have taken your long rest. I'm hoping that we remembered to level up, correct? Because <laughs> your level up will take into effect. It is the morning, I believe, of your second day since Workspire. What would you guys like to do? Uh, morning, everyone. Did we send people to the Citadel already, or are they still? Okay, so we're alone at the... Correct, you are alone. Um... Yeah, and Frigette already has her her staff, her whacking stick, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there goes my camera again. What is going on with that thing? Am I laggy? No. No? No? Okay, then it's just my monitor. <sighs> Silly monitor. What? You're not talking. I'm not talking. Praxis. Oh, no. Praxis. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I almost your mouth, out. Both of your mouths were moving, but there was nothing coming out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so my question is, um, 
just for real world two like three weeks have passed since the events of our last session and then uh i don't remember exactly so we have to get to anchor's weight mm -hmm. yes that's 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 literally the only way we gotta we gotta close up shop here and abraxas would be much more sensitive to Frigette's current familial things mm -hmm. and uh but but basically okay so in character i would probably like get us all together and just be like how are we and I'll look at Frigette. Well, are we ready for this? I wasn't ready for any of this, Abraxas. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> so, what does that? That's totally uh, fair. It's valid. Mm -hmm. uh, it hasn't sunk in yet, for sure. Um, there's, there's just still so much that we have to do. I don't, I don't. I don't feel like I can shut off. I, I feel like we just need to go and make things happen and, and just, you know, save the world as it be. Yeah. But that's what we're going to do, right? Like, that's that's what we're doing. There's a... So, we got to... We can get blinders and get bogged down and hyper-focus on what's preventing us or stopping us or any obstacle, but big picture pulling back, we can see what we're almost there. We're, we're close. We wouldn't be facing, they wouldn't be, there wouldn't be so much effort to try and stop us if we weren't already this close. We just got to keep pushing. So let it just walk there. It's pretty far. Yeah, I believe it's north on the coast. Am I right? We have to, mm. Yeah, we have to get to um to Menti and mm -hmm. we'll have to we'll have to find find our way there through the air. How far away are yeah. is Menti? couple of days probably right because we sent her about the time we tree strided it to mm. Rochemire. is there a way for us to communicate with her okay. no walkie talkie <laughs> <laughs> so no. we uh <laughs> We, I, oh, Minty. I think, yeah, I mean, I don't think we have a um, a uh, uh, sending stone. Do we not have sending stones? We Ooh, have nothing? one for Alora, I think. Oh, right. Yeah. And she can't message unless she knows. Does she meet Menti? Does she know Menti? <laughs> oh. I mean, cat. she is. Oh, yes. <laughs> For the most part, I mean, <laughs> Menti's kind of like your crew. Like, Menti never really yeah. leaves the ship. I mean, mm -hmm. there's not really any kind of like understanding of what even Menti might be or isn't, you know, from a certain degree. Yeah. So, well, Abraxas knows what a version of Menti is, but who knows if it's the same as this timeline. 
Um, she. I know what she is. She was. She showed me, but I haven't told that to anybody. Sorry. Hmm. So I was just waiting here mm. for. It seems like a couple uh, days is a long time to just stay here. Yeah. Unless we make a signal or something to let us to let her know that we're here. Maybe she could see it. <clears throat> if she was flying this direction. Well, I think the last time you guys spoke with her, she was on the way to meet you towards Rorkspire. Yeah, not here. Correct. Over by the city. So we have to get back to the to the town, Correct. the excavated town. Uh, and and when you left, it was about a three day journey for her, and you're on your second day of being in the area, correct. so that you could expect her near Rorkspire within about a day or day and a half would be a good guess. Right. We sent we sent all of the survivors of the of the True Seeker Order to the Citadel. Um, the Citadel, along with the collection of books, the urns. Mm-hmm. And an understanding to let people know whoever's in charge there of what took place, what transpired. Right. Um, so we need to get back to Rorkspire and we need to, um, which is like a trek around this mountain, right? Like we have to go back. It's about a day from where you currently are. To save right, time, so. Corwin had teleported you right. to the current location. Okay. So if it's about a day back... It's also about a day for Minty to get there, so seems... Let's take a walk. Yeah, no one panic. I'm going to reset my camera real quick. It's oh. giving me some issue. Oh, panic. no. Panic. <laughs> panic. Panic. Uh, That's scary. You know, I love you guys, too. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, right. So we're we're packed up and... Yeah. Breakfast uh, served, and that's it. There we go. That's better. I was having some video card issues. Sorry about that, guys. No worries. All right. Yeah. Get on the road. Hmm. Mira. I think uh, Braxis would scout flying, you know, just like kind of fly, do a lap, and then come down and yeah. join everybody. And, I want to polymorph into a giant polar bear, so that way people can ride on top of me. Dibs. Yeah, for... Yeah. <laughs> Gork's like, can I put armor on you? It's about this movie I saw once. Put <laughs> friends the helmet on it. <laughs> oh my god, Gork with a Wait. lance riding on the back of Mira the polar bear. That would be so cool. <laughs> mm-hmm. Wait, isn't uh is didn't we learn that Kaladin is the big bad of all of no. this? You, yes. You had learned that it's possible that Kaladin is at play. Yeah. A version of that Kaladin or our Kaladin? Hard to know for sure. Probably oh. ours because that guy is dead and friends was the only True. one that was left behind. True. That helmet didn't really help oh. him. <laughs> Good memory. <Wow>. Cold blooded. <laughs> Yeah. Um, interesting. interesting. And we have the helmet with us. You do. Although it's a it's an affinity helm designed and attuned to Kaladin. Um, it's gone inert since his death. It's you know it's anchored to his spirit. 
So it's mm. kind of a normal helmet at this point. Oh. Is it it's just a is it like does it you know how like magical things fit to the thing? If I put it will it like wrap around my horns and stuff? Uh it's not really animated anymore. Oh, got it. So it's just a helmet. Because it was bound to Kaladin. Mm. At least that version. Was Kaladin the one that went off with Allura when I joined? Is that? Yeah. Correct. Yep. He's dead? Is that? Well, a version of him is. Yeah, he was with all of the. That's right, folks. We call this time fuckery. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Timey wimey BS. Yeah, timey wimey bullshit. I'm just glad you guys didn't run into the other version of Gork. That would have been really weird. There's still time. The world would have imploded. We can't have two of them. (laughs) It's like a bag of holding and a bag of holding. Yeah. (laughs) Side joke. Is there such a thing as a bag of belongings? Yeah, it's a bag of holding with all your stuff in it. No, but then it would be called Bob because you get to carry Bob wherever you go. Uh, that was a joke she didn't get to tell at the beginning. I'm, they, I'm uh, super sad. She found, some, she found a way. <laughs> let, me, let, me go get my, let me go get my dad bod t-shirt on now. Where's Bob when you need him? Forget and Mirror are now going to slip into the ever familiar echoes of laughter. Um, so if we all want to go faster and um, uh, and and like commute polar bear style, I can polymorph to the the remaining the remainder, you know, Gork and Keen into stuff. If that's cool, if everybody, if, if people want that, I don't care. If we're not, I mean, we're are not, we in a hurry? I mean, it's not necessarily. That's the thing is that we're not in a mega hurry. We've got to wait for Menti anyway. Yeah. So. I think just maybe save it. And- sure. So you guys are heading back to Rourke Spire at this point, mm-hmm. uh, bringing up Abraxas maps after having your meal, gathering up all your new equipment as well as um just getting ready for the travels um somebody uh well it's, it's the praxis maps uh abraxis give me survival check with advantage as you begin Ooh. to um figure out which direction to go first roll oh uh 26 nice with with the with the access to your map system um the once again the only challenge you have now that you're on the other side of the ridge and down in where the valley and the plains kind of mix at the base of the floquet um or no actually you guys are close to the dunrock right now um near the base of the dunrock um there is a concern about getting through the territories of the frost giants you had run into a small group of them that were at the edge of their own territory when you guys made the decision to divert around them. But the stretch of these upper lands and these upper areas of the peaks are their known territory. 
And it could be challenging. Eh. To normal humans and not god slayers. I do admit that. <laughs> Gork's probably looking forward to it. Oh, we're all like pretty stacked. You know. <laughs> we're all flex decent warriors. Some more decent than others. <laughs> you don't need to belittle yourself like that, Gork. I know I'm pretty really amazing. Uh, I, I, I cast Throw for Jet off the board. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, what am I going to do with you guys? If we find ourselves with too much time, like we don't think Menti's going to be there when we get there. We could go look at the cave that Gork Scott saw um, back when we looked at Kyothi's tower. He saw. Oh, right. Oh, yeah, the cave. Ooh. I totally remember the cave. Right. It's the short attention span. Here I am trying to just go out of my way and <laughs> do something nice, bring up a thing you were interested in. <laughs> <laughs> totally it's like Forget and Gork are on the back of Mira. And Trajet's trying really hard to be like super nice to Gork. <laughs> look, look, Gork. I mean, I like you. I'm just saying. If you want to go kill something that's 25 feet tall, we can go do that. But. <laughs> so you guys set out on your journey. Mm -hmm. um, leaving the compound of the Truth Seekers. You travel for well over a mile before you finally hit the edge of the verdant grove that Mira had planted back at the compound. And you can see that it is slowly expanding the valley, the, the valley area. And this part of the valley and mixed plains is still under a decent amount of snow, even though it's overcast and gray with a bit of a cold wind kind of blowing down out of the mountains and into the prairie and tundra grasslands of this area um the journey is relatively peaceful and there are signs that the land is gradually getting better you can even see the collision of its rebirth and the rot whatever the plague demon had done and interwoven into the background of this space is still there to be seen and you are moving at a faster like pace than the the kind of resurgence of life that was established with the grove and the planting of the new life tree. And now you've crossed over into the rot and the decay and into the kind of like persistent smell and sounds of plague and and the destruction that this land was put under when the plague demon had arrived. But um, locals are beginning to return from the hills. There's moments of parody and soft conversation with them. They point in different directions. They give you warnings about frost giants and uh, strange rumors from time to time. A small group of farmers and herdsfolk that you run into during your journey in the direction of the Dunmark um, offer up insight about their behavior they were fierce, dangerous, deadly before. But as they noticed that the land began to resurge, 
and they notice the the strange threat no longer plaguing them initially, these folk have realized that the frost giants have disappeared. They've receded back up into their territory, back up into the tall, frozen peaks of the Dunrock Range that that kind of takes up a good 200-square-mile area. And it's this first half of your journey of getting this information that's something has changed. Either was recognized, there's kind of like a warmth to their faces and their thoughts. And you recognize some of them for Jet as folk from other villages. I mean, this area, for the most part, is agrarian. And folks live off either the land, their farming, or their herdsfolk abilities, and their local kind of crafting and, and cottage industry abilities that they have. The anchor to all these communities for so long had always been the Truth Seeker Monastery. Now that the mantle is expressed by you on occasion, they notice this and they give the mark of the Truth Seeker. You do the blessing as you walk by them of the Truth Seeker. And word has already begun to spread. By the time the half-day journey allows all of you to reach the base and roots of the Dunrock Peaks. Most of the crowds of refugees and those returning back to the valley have passed on. And now it's just the silence of the frozen base of these great mountains that you kind of stare up at. Jagged rocks, gray, broken facades covered by great heaps of ice and snow. And without even really needing to focus, leaning up against a great frozen landscape of granite ice is a giant form. It is frozen solid into the strata of rock. Its huge arms outstretched with its hands open like it's trying to protect itself. Its great white and gray beard taking up the brunt of the frozen consideration of its form. It wears immaculate, well-defined armor, roughly about 25 feet in height, maybe about 10 feet across. Braced at its feet, frozen along with it, a great war axe that by itself is 12 feet long. Very well maintained, but frozen in ice. It's almost as if this frost giant attempted to defend itself against something that blasted it into an icy oblivion. And it seems to have been sprayed down and across its form, encasing it into the granite rock. You guys are at the base of the Dunrock. You're about a half day's journey towards the peaks, and then the eventual journey down into Rorkspire and the valley, as well as where the, the tower once stood. And this is the, the, the distraction that we saw on the way here. That Gork wanted to check out. No, that's still up on the main ridge. Oh, oh, oh. yeah. Oh, actually, this... actually, no. You're right. This this takes you closer to those caves. 
because this is where they would be in, like embedded into the side of the granite. Um, this you haven't found the specific cave yet, but this could have been one of those that dwelt inside the cave for sure. And there are many pathways that lead up and around footpaths that go to the right, left, up into the granite. And looking up and around, you could see great crags of overhanging rock. There could be dozens here. It's perhaps the one that you saw was just the first one that you came across. What would you guys like to do? It's now afternoon. I'll land and regroup. What, what are we checking out? Do we want to go investigate the cave or that giant, or do we just want to go back to Rorkspire and wait? I would like to look into the cave. Okay. <laughs> you know, Cork resists resists something and then kills a guy, yeah. and here we go again. I just I, so <laughs> know about these giant things. Uh, these are these are frost giants, is what we're seeing. The one that you're seeing frozen solid in defense of itself mm-hmm. appears to be a frost giant. Has all the telltale okay. signs. Okay. Does it resemble like uh, one of the giants that helped us in the battle in the Gray Valley? Like, are they wearing any markings? Those or? were Yeti, I believe, that helped you in that. They were Yeti. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. These are much bigger. Oh, we're um, glad to have Frost Giants as an ally. That would be <laughs> awesome. <laughs> we, in previous times, had made friends with. Um, giants. We had aligned. We had rescued a a. Was it a frost giant that we no, rescued no, no. the cat? No, we. He was executed, and then the giant war at the mountain started, and then uh, yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. But they were frost giants. That was giants, in a different right? timeline. Uh, there are myriad. I think one of them was a storm giant. Yeah. Okay. Like, yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, now, that was an some, alternate timeline, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. That yeah. was early on. So now with um, uh, this frost giant, this is a frost giant that has been frozen into the side of the mountain? Yep, it appears mm-hmm. to be. So that is... That's kind of ironic. Yeah, my brain can't process those two. Like as an, as <laughs> in, in world, that would be like preposterous. It would require a great deal of force and strength to make that frost giants are immune to cold mm-hmm. this glacial like encasement feels like a form of paralysis oh. we could thaw him out like a stasis is he is no, he, is he, is like he sitting it, out- it, like it was under the effect of something so he's sitting outside the cave he is currently outside to the right of the the granite face of the cave. To his to his right is the cave entrance. It's roughly twenty feet tall, eighteen feet across. It's this like low lying, craggy looking cave entrance. His hands are out in defense of himself, and he's leaning up against the granite surface, 
like something blasted the ice to paralyze him against mm. the granite wall. Is, like is he alive? Just I mean, give me a medicine check as you. Yeah, I mean, he's about his form is about twenty feet away from you, directly in front of you, as the cave entrance is off to your left. Six. Six. Hard to tell, but I mean, it's hard to believe anyone could survive that. But they are immune to cold. Immune to cold, yeah. So, so this this almost feels like <laughs> a, some form of magical paralysis. That he was frozen in place. Now, we can, we have ways to thaw him out. question is, do we want to do that before we go looking into, before we go looking? I mean, if we thaw him out, if he's of the reasonable sort, he might help us do the look-in. Because if we stumble across whatever froze him, that's going to be... Yeah. That's immense. also a, a huge if. <laughs> sure. There's absolutely no guarantee that this is a person of sound mind and chill vibes. <laughs> you know? Chill out. He is now. <laughs> I'd like to wander over to the cave and look inside. Okay. Give me a perception check as you get to the edge of the cave, Gork. Oh, D&D Beyond. You are amazing. Uh, four. <laughs> four? <laughs> Too dark to see inside. Uh, you probably have to go in another 60 feet to really be able to see. Like It's like the pathway rises up and then dips down like at a, at a sharp angle. Uh, I'm going to position myself so that I can keep an eye, keep Gork an eye line. I will okay. continue on into the, okay. into the cave. So is there any like, like fingers or appendages that are like sticking out of the ice? No, oh. he's a solid block. Just like, it's just this huge splatter of ice that's got him almost like, well, if, since you asked Mary, give me a nature check. Since you begun to focus on the I'm condition. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you have advantage on smell as a bear. Which is Ooh. perception, I believe. Mm. Nineteen. Nineteen? It's almost like he was paralyzed by a frozen breath weapon. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, giants and dragons, the Capulets uh, and Montagues. What what kind of dragon world. have we met before? There's the crystal <gasps> dragon. The crystal. Okay. Wait. Well, the one that we slaughtered, or the one that we. Oh, that's right. No, there was like the sapphire one by the lake. Different. No, no, the, the one we killed was in the oh. other timeline. Remember. Oh, yeah, that different it, timeline. That's was right. It? Different timeline. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that doesn't mean that I. I've, I, I would have shared cool things. <laughs> definitely one of the talking points. <laughs> oh, no, Max, have you told us? I don't remember you telling us. Yeah, hey guys, there was this one time. <laughs> Surround the fire. <laughs> we were like, what? <laughs> Great campfire stories. Yeah. <laughs> Because they're about you, and you're like, I never. Oh my god, maybe I did. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Gork is going to get hit in the back of the head with an unlit torch and be like, light the torch. You can see. Um, I will cast fuck you, Abraxas. Yeah. <laughs> You're gonna burn it's like it. super dramatic. Or or you get or he you know what? He'll get hit in the back of the head with a, a rock that is lit up with the light spell. Be like yeah, I'll, I'll, <laughs> no choices. I'll crack some glow sticks. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to pick up his uh, glow sticks, and uh, if it's a torch, I'll let it. If it's a rock, I'll just pick it up. I'll throw it deeper down into the cave. As you throw it, clack, 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 clack. It bounces off something, and for a moment, another frozen form is lit up deep inside the cave. Oh. Torch literally is a glow stick. Keen, can you do? You've got lights that you can like send down there, right? Yeah, I can. can uh, now that there's a light, can I make another perception check? Yeah, go for it. Go. Can you call? I'm gonna drop my there? bear form. <clears throat> I'd like 19. to assess the giant. Nineteen. As the. As light centers and it refracts off the different, there are at least three other frozen giant, frost giant forms. Um, two look to be suffering from significant piercing and slashing damage on both neck and arms. One even appears to have been completely kind of like eviscerated and like their chest area has exploded outward. And then all three of them seem to be stuck in this like frozen kind of like spray similar to the other one. I don't see anything else. I don't see anything else in there. I mean, that's all you can see from where you are. The cave goes deeper. This is like at the fringe and edges of kind of like the opening of the cave. So the question is, do we really want to find out what did this? I'll kind of, I'll kind of, I'll kind of back out. There are more giants in the cave, hmm. like that one. Like, nod over to the frozen one. Hmm. He was probably protecting his kin from whatever attacked them. Or he was a coward and running away. Or he was the first to fall when whatever it showed up, showed up. Another dragon, perhaps. Are there any like claw marks or any like notes of abrasion anywhere in the Give cave? Give me a survival check. On the other, on the other, <laughs> there are plenty on the other giants. Thirteen. <laughs> <laughs> Thirteen. I'll say the one thing of note based on where you are is that at the top of the cave entrance. It looks like something extremely large forced its way in to the cave entrance. Yeah, and I'll point it out to the group. I, I think they made their way into the cave. Um, Do I know of anything local that would have been able to have done this? Like, no, 
Yeah, this is extremely unusual, but with the arrival of the plague demon, who knows what's been unleashed out here. Yeah. Wink. <laughs> That's no wink, my friends. That's just straight up foreshadow. So discerning that breath weapon, do I get the feeling that this magic can be dispelled? Mm. No, this feels magical. Or this feels not that kind of magic. This feels like the outcome of an effect. Like this this is su- this 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 is pure outcome of 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 force effect. This doesn't feel like it was magically induced. Okay. Um I'm going to search for any kind of signs of the creature, like if I can find a scale or like, you know, a bit of claw. Give me an investigation check, yeah. Clues. <laughs> mm. I love 17. it. When, 17? That's actually pretty good. Not for me. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Um... With Gork near the entrance and slightly inside, kind of calling back what he can see, the rest of you over by the frozen form, Keen, you kind of walk over to the side area where Mira had pointed out the abrasions. And at the base of the granite rock, something is sticking out of the snow. And you walk over to it and look at it. It's large. It's about the size of a large shield. But it's got a weird appearance about it. All right. Dig it up. See what it is. As you start digging it up, there's a there's a rot smell. And as you pull it out of the snow, it has all the signs of a white dragon scale. But there's something wrong with it. This came off as something sick or malcontent or... This came off of a creature in great pain and suffering. I guess I'll call to the others and say, like, I found something. Would, um, is, is the weird white dragon with the crazy eyeball thing on the side of its head, that was at this timeline? That was no. the other timeline. I, no. That, had, that was, that was the one that was under the corruption of the yeah. head of the army and yeah. had forced um, uh, Geladon to do its bidding. Yeah. That's Yeah, that was the Geladon timeline, and that one was way before yeah. transition. So I would like to. I'll, I'll mention up. that. Okay. I'll, uh, <clears throat> I'll take the scale. Can I try and cast. Locate creature on a white dragon. I have no idea. Could y'all just hear that outside? Yeah, yeah. that yeah. was the dragon growling right now. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. Did you hear it? You focus on the scale and your magical awareness drifts for a while. What's the maximum distance for that effect? Is it up to a mile? Oh, let's see. Or a thousand feet, I forget. Thousand feet. Okay. Okay. Oh, that would probably still be um 
it's connected to something that used to be a white dragon. But whatever is down there is no longer a dragon. I was kind of drop the scale off into the snow. Uh, I'll pick it up and I will. Um, I have a ring of scrying. Okay. Mm. Oh, so it has oh, one charge. How close is the the giant's form to like the to the surface of the ice? Um, give me an investigation check, Barrett, to try to figure like, that out. If I were to druid craft fire and try to burrow my way to try to touch him, would I have? Yeah, how how should we try and see if the giant will help us kill it? That's what I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. And you said nature check I, or I, investigation? Investigation. We got an eighteen, sir. Uh, give me survival with advantage, please. Twenty. Twenty. Any kind of flame effect or any kind of burning effect would probably melt this ice pretty quickly. Um, it's more of a encasement of shell-like ice as opposed to density of ice. Okay. This was quick and forceful and just blasted into his form. Can I like, go up and so, cast Lesser Restoration on it? Um, you have to be able to touch the target specifically. And uh, none of him is actually part of the ice shell itself. Yeah. If there's a way that Mary could get you in there to touch him... It, so it's, it's like a full cast. Might, it might Like work. of him, like he can't, you know... So the ice right. is there on a is a ma- it's a magical effect essentially is what you saw. It was the outcome of a force effect. I'm so going it's to... physically there, okay. not not magically there. Correct. Yeah. So okay, I'd I like trying to... to break the ice with my fists. I was, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I was gonna use uh, Druidcraft to like. Uh, Are you still my... a polar bear, Mira? No, I dropped it. <laughs> Okay. I'm going to cast Wall of Flames on the oh, giant. shit. <laughs> Gork's like, you want me to break it? Oh. <laughs> and there's oh, like, wait a minute, Gork. <laughs> this 20-foot <laughs> wall of flame just but, kind of like comes into existence. But obviously not wow. to the point where like he's going to burn or anything. Just Or yourselves just or enough, your friends. Yeah, just enough to where like it will, it will loosen the ice. So, Keen, you're getting ready free. to do scry, correct? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mary, we'll say this will take some time um, yeah. for you to kind of prepare this. You pull everyone back. Keen, you set into your <clears throat> third eye, the mind's eye. Ooh. Scrying is always interesting. It's a great way to look in on both the willing and the unwilling. But there's always a risk. Of awareness. There's always a chance that you could be detected while staring <laughs> down into whatever you're looking into. And you act- activate the spell, your spiritual mind kind of rises out of your body and it hovers there for a moment. And you begin to focus on the idea of this creature, 
you hold, you can look down to see your physical self holding onto the scale to give you focus. And this sense of hate, pain, and a mind filled with, filled with angry chaos pulls your mind's eye into the cave. And as you're pulled into the cave, you're passing by frozen and destroyed forms. I'll describe all this as I'm going. And as you pass by these frozen, destroyed forms, you can see destruction. You see a massive stone gate system that's been destroyed. You see the beginnings of an underground frozen city of giants. You are pulled through it visually at the height as if you're racing through their city streets. The city itself is not grand as much as it's just big for their use. Um, it feels like population of about a hundred frost giants could exist here and you're pulled deeper and deeper towards its middle and as you are every now and then like the one outside the cave blasted into frozen kind of paralysis blasted you know you pass female frost giants young frost giants Male frost giants carrying great weapons as if they're trying to attack something. There's this path being pushed and shoved aside as if something large is trying to be stopped. And they are simply cast aside like toys. Buildings crushed outward and inward until the very center of this complex, a great temple in the center of this complex and this huge temple facade that arcs and rises up into the vast caverns up above crushed inward from the top down, like something perched up on it and ripped open the roof of this temple. And then your mind's eye floats up and down into the temple. You can see the largest frost giant you've ever seen. A good 40 feet tall. He is prone on the ground, frozen in a blast of ice. Curled up on a great mantle, a great kind of like dais of stone. A creature unlike anything you've ever seen before. This thing is not a living thing. The tattered remains of its white skin and scale flow off of it like great kind of wavering sails from a ship. Its organs visibly hanging out of its great skeletal mass. Its hollowed out head and dragon-like profile. The only thing that pulls your attention are its lidless eyes that shone with these great green orbs. 
And you're not even physically there, but you feel your life just being absorbed by this effect. And you can just feel this overwhelming, like, terror begin to grip you. Just, just being in this space. It rests atop a device, a... It's hard to know for sure, but that this creature lies on something. It's 200 foot length, massive length, just sprawled out on this great altar. It's almost like it's lying on top of a destroyed statue or facade, purposely lying there as if guarding, waiting, satisfied with its intent on what it was ordered to do. And your mind wavers for a bit. It floats. You're disconnected from your physical self. You begin to float around and around, trying to figure out what is this creature doing here? What is its form and its purpose? Give me an investigation check. Another 17. It's hard to see. Inside this temple and this frozen form of another frost giant, this one wearing a great black crown on its brow, its weapon lying alongside of it, a weapon, a hammer, unlike anything you've ever seen, massive in its scope. The great armor that it wears, frozen to its physical form, and it's frozen to the ground itself. You get the feeling that this might be its, this community's chieftain or leader. And a last stand was made here. Does anyone in the party speak Jotun or giant? I can speak and understand all spoken languages nowadays. Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yes. <laughs> King begins to read a strange language across parts of the broken kind of like platform that this creature lies upon in here and this will be expressed in Keen as Jotun and then Frigette is translating for everyone in here she rests, her strength reserved, her mantle of power and her understanding of the world kept secret. For only those who truly believe in the words of the Wild Mother would know how to rest this burden upon their brow. Forget, give me a history check as you speak these words. What was that? Uh, history, is that right? Yeah. Okay. 11. Um, boy, it sounds familiar. Um, sounds really familiar. 
it could be the possible sealing of the wild mother's vestige. can't remember the detail you can't remember more than that the, the the verbiage but why is it in giant why would frost giants be here protecting it and what would their relationship be with the wild mother and you're not really entirely sure what the vestige is you know that most of the deities created a vestige in defense of Alexandria during the fight with the betrayer gods. But not really sure which one it is. The wild mother's not your specialty. Uh, I would relay that uh, knowledge to the rest of the group. This creature is one of the is one of the demons minions. Perhaps if some of these giants yet live, we could make powerful allies if we free them. Yeah, and when I did the firewall, did the giant uh, break free from its ice encasement? So at this point, Keen is still focusing on the scry effect. We'll say she's safely off to the side so that when the effect of the yeah. firewall kicks in, you're able to manipulate it, control it, and kind of guide your concentration of it in such a way that eventually the front facade melts away and the thin veneer that's left behind. You watch as Gork just reels back, drives his fist into the base, base of the thin shell of ice, cracking it all the way up and chunks begin to fall away. And then the form slides off the granite. The huge 20-foot tall giant slumps down onto the ground seemingly not breathing uh, <clears throat> okay king give me a constitute oh give me a wisdom save please no actually with this one give me intelligence i'm sorry intelligence save yeah intelligence save 23 Okay. You continue to look in upon this creature and what it's currently doing to no ill effects so far. So the creature said, you said it looks like it's dead? The giant? The giant. Yes. Yeah, he slumps off the granite. He's just not breathing. He doesn't look like he's under any kind of physical harm. He doesn't look slashed or like he got into a physical fight. Can I try lesser restoration now? You watch as Gork puts his hand on the, the massive forearm of the giant, the frost giant speaks Grumash's name. The power of the spell pours into the giant. The skin goes from like a gray blue to more like it's normal gray white of the frost giant appearance. And within a few moments, twitches slightly nostrils flare can hear his deep breaths kind of coming in and out of their mouth. An eye opens and then another eye. Looking around, seeing all of you. You're sits, in good company. He sits up. 
And for you, for Jet, you hear giant speech when he starts talking. <laughs> but everybody else hears. You hear it as a, a literal translation. <laughs> so you know what he's saying. Everyone just hears giant speech. So you're the only one at first who can hear him. <laughs> what has happened? Where? And he suddenly sits forward and looks around. Where did the creature go? And he looks over his shoulder at the cave entrance, looks at the rest of you. Did you bring it here? Why would you bring such a beast to my city? We didn't bring it here. Who are you? We're the Grey Guardians. Um, it's all right. I, I don't. No, none of us understand this, but for you. Right? <laughs> yeah, we will. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, the would be his, like, yeah, you can tell through his physical appearance that the moment he stands up and you see his huge 20-foot form stand up and looks down at Gork and then looks at the rest of you, he seems confused, unsure of himself. He's tentatively reaching for his axe just to keep it in his hand, but doesn't seem to be threatening at first. Uh, we just happened to find you like this, good sir. Um, we wanted to thaw you out from this really crazy uh, ice breath. I'm impervious to being frozen. I don't understand what happened to me. I'm going to turn to Keen and be like, why is Frigette mocking him? Does she speak his like What is happening? <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand. Where are my I think they're Did inside. it get inside? Did it make it down inside the city? He jumps up to his feet, turns, and sprints into the cave entrance. You can hear his massive foot, like boot prints. Wait! <laughs> Give me a persuasion check for Jet to try to keep him from going any further. That'll happen. For Jet, what's happening? What did you just say? Ah! I will, um, I'll chase after the giant as he goes running off. Okay, Gork immediately <laughs> sprints after him. Uh, okay. Uh, persuasion check. Mm, a three. <laughs> He's gone. Just, all you can hear is his massive footsteps. Oh boy. You guys then watch Gork chase after him. The two of them disappeared into the cavern. Key, your scry effect is almost up. Yeah. You have no idea really what's going on around you at this point because you're focused on your mind's eye. And. As it drifts one final time, trying to see over and around what this creature is. What are you? Oh, Why I'm, are you here? Oh, I'm the scry spell now. <laughs> <laughs> like, like you just saw the head about to lift up, the orb about to stare at you, and then you're just like, fuck this shit. you just like... <laughs> Wrong number. And as you kind of like, you know the scry effect. You watch as Gork goes chasing after something. The frozen giant's no longer there. And Abraxas and Frigette and Mirror are staring over the other way in like confusion. Like, what's going on? Oh, boy. Uh, well, it noticed me. Oh, I described what? everything that so uh, right, yeah right. so and I guess the giant is going down there so we might have a problem on our hands right quick. Fun. He needs our. Oh, help. there goes Gork. 
<laughs> Gork, give me a perception check as you begin to chase after this guy. He's a lot faster than you because of his striding. He can move quickly. That is a 12. 12. You pass by other frozen forms. You're keeping pace with him so you can keep him in your eye line. And you're traversing steeply kind of um, corkscrewing and kind of like serpentine kind of caverns that go deeper and deeper and deeper. Some split off in different directions. You look to your right and your left. You can see physical forms of frost giants have been ripped to shreds, like plastered up against the wall. Um, some that are frozen into the ground, similar to how you found this one. But you continue to pursue. You go deeper and deeper. It's getting colder and colder. Give me a con save, please. <laughs> I'm, I'm okay with that. That's a 23. 23. Almost. <laughs> <laughs> you can see your breath. It freezes in front of your face the deeper you get. The cavern rocked walls are replaced with like actual ice remnants as you're now in the strata of an old ancient glacier and you're passing through its tunnels of cold. The giant continues to run and run. Can I see him? He's about 100 feet in front of you. Can I just start yelling at him in Orcish? He <laughs> can't understand anything. <laughs> Give it a try. In persuasion or intimidation, your choice. Uh, persuasion. I'm going to turn and run towards the, the cave. Mira turns, sprints towards the cave. Uh, what in the fuck is happening? <laughs> Who's saying, what are you talking about? What language is everybody speaking? I don't understand it. You hear Orcus now coming out of the cave. Too. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> I didn't roll great on that one. Uh, neither did I. Um, he stops for a moment, skidding to a stop, kind of like his head kind of touching the top of the tunnel, looking back, and in Orcish he replies, This is not your fight. Leave. Oh <laughs> he's like I style out of just sheer surprise. Yeah, I'll, I'll reply. Oh. I don't know how long you've been in that ice, but it is my fight. But if you go in there, you're just going to get frozen into a popsicle again. Yeesh. I have a duty to my people. I have a duty. Yes. And yes. I will fulfill it. We will help Come you. Come if you want. Fight. We will help you. You, but you will you probably die alongside me. And he goes back to running. And it's at that point he runs and steps through a frozen kind of underground cavern and you watch as he steps into the beginning edge of the frozen city that his people live within and you stop there for a moment looking at this massive expanse of a cavern this hollowed out ancient glacier and you can see this clear path of destruction up kind of like a main avenue of the city frozen blasts of ice clearing the way all the way up Fro forms either frozen into it, slammed down. You can actually see to your right. 
a 20 foot like sprawled out form of a frost giant that this great kind of like claw print has like just severed it into multiple pieces. Like something just stepped on it. Like it was nothing and kept marching towards the center of the city. Mary, you're now inside the cave following and listening and following. What are the rest of you doing? Or sorry, go ahead, Mary. Light on my staff. Staff starts lighting the cavern for you. Keen for Jet and Abraxas, the three of you are outside the front of the cave still. I'm going to shout out to them. Come on, you guys. What are we? Why? What is the point of this? I mean, there's a scary monster thing in there, and now two of our friends are going after a frost giant who's going to fight it. So, what are we our options? We gotta stick together. Do we yeah, gotta stick, stick together. together? Sounds about right. I grab for a jet and start flying. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> please. Start flying. Like, I, I just, just grab like both, both. <laughs> just like. Ah. <laughs> She's just like, by the way, next time, can I just interpret instead of, like, be making up the words? Um, <laughs> uh, uh, cast mage armor on myself. Stepping into the cave. For the three of you, everything I've described for the others that have already come through here, right? You see the frozen forms. Some similar to the way that the first giant was, but some ripped into half. Limbs torn from body great wounds that look like something very large um, was fought. I have de- uh, detect magic up on my okay. eye. So sure. I'm just, um, if, if there's anything magical strewn about, you know, I'll ping, it'll, it'll ping for me. I just am keeping an eye out for magical effects, magical items <laughs> and uh, people carrying magical things. Okay. Gork, you stand at the, threshold entrance you've noticed now the giant slowed down he gawks at the amount of destruction and death of the center access point of the city and just sighs and breathes heavily he begins to kind of like chant and murmur to himself he brings up his hand and you watch as a globe of light appears inside of his hand and he sends it up in the air and it pulses out. I'm just going to sit there and watch from the entrance of the city. I'm not going in yet. Okay. How far away is he? He you're at the like the frozen transition from the cat like from the cavern entrance. Mm-hmm. He's only about 20 feet downward in front of you and you just watched as he's launched this arcade light up in the air and it pulsed across the surface of the city. Mira, you transition from rock to frozen ice caverns as you make it into the beginnings of the glacier. Uh, Go ahead and give me a con save, please. Okay. If you guys have any cold resistance or immunities, make sure you let me know. Well, I was about to say, I have the leather of frost giant strength on. I'm not sure if that also makes me impervious to cold. No, I think it just gives you the frost giant strength. It just has the name. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Is that what you got from Gork? You got that one from Gork, right? Yeah. Yeah. She never uses it. 
<laughs> well, maybe I'll use it tonight, girl. <laughs> Actually, to be fair, I did use it at that uh, bar that we were at. Um, yeah, we arm wrestled. And- true. Yeah. I think you did it one other time, but I can't remember. <laughs> she kicked your ass, Seabass. <laughs> <laughs> that was so awesome. I love that episode. Uh, 21. 21? Okay. It's cold. See your breath form. You turn into ice shards the deeper that you get. Before long, you see Gork sitting at the threshold of the cavern entrance that will lead down into this um, frost giant city, this fortress down below. Um, Gork is patiently looking at the frost giant who is kind of patiently waiting himself. And you can see that massive path of destruction leading up towards the center of the city. What is he doing? I don't know. Do we all just like catch up? Not yet. You're getting there. We should wait for the others. That's what I'm doing. And then in common, he looks over his shoulder. None have survived this. My call. Well, went the first out. words I under. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> the first words I understand. None have survived this. Great. <laughs> when you get there, really sure. Good. Um, really good. What we're doing. I set sure, out then. the beacon, and none have answered. They are probably frozen like you. Like you found me. Mm, yes. Yes. Not all of your people are torn in half. <laughs> he walks back over towards you. Leans down to look at you, Gork. His huge face kind of coming down towards you and Mara. Did you heal me? Oh. Heal is a strong word. We simply... Awoke you from your little nap. But if you require aid, we can provide that to you as well. And it's at that moment you could hear the other three skid to a halt in the kind of like uh, glacier transition as well. Keen, Frigette, and Abraxas give me constitution saves. You guys are now deep in the glacier city at this point. We can Mayor's going to put her hand out. We can help you try and save as many as we can, but it is best to wait. I have you said, a plan. You said con save? Yep. In one day's time, we will have a mighty warship flying in. If we can mm, lead this dragon thing out of the cave... We will have a significant advantage fighting it. I don't know if leading it anywhere is possible. It seemed to come here with purpose and intent. I barely had time to react when I was frozen by its breath. I am unsure how anything can freeze something that can never be frozen. Hmm. I guess we'll just have to kill it then. What'd you get a Braxis for Jet Keen? Twenty-five. Okay, you're good. Okay. Uh, uh, what is it that it is you have here that it seems so dear to Clay? I don't know. I wouldn't imagine we have much of value. We are. We merely survive these frozen wastes, eke out our living, 
we were betrayed by a creature, a thing, clouded our minds, tormented us, made us do things that we would normally not do. Mm. It seems we have a mutual enemy then. Keen, what'd you get for your con save? 13. 13? That's the DC. So, so far at this depth, that's the DC. The further and the longer you guys stay down in the glacier territory, it will continue to get colder. The great frost giant looks past Gork and Mira to see the other three arrive out of the frozen tunnels. The frost giant sees for Jet and immediately gets a look of both concern and pity on his face. I am sorry, little one. We were complicit in what happened. Our chief did not know what he was doing. Your villages in your town suffered greatly. This huge kind of like creased face kind of looks away. I am sorry. He sits down. He holds his head in his hands as if to realize that it's quite possible the world as he known it has ended. His family gone, his chief gone, his sense of purpose gone. And although the corruption mysteriously lifted the previous day, this all just happened within the last evening. If you've never heard it before now, the silent weeping of a great frost giant. Despair great giant. If we cannot save your people, we will revenge them. How do we save our world? Both How do we save everything that we continue to lose? Our faith, our understanding. This creature tore through us like paper. Took out our city center. For all I know, our chief lies dead. The most powerful frost giant that this land has ever known. I believe your chief is alive. He was frozen like you, it seems. By what magical sense do you know this? How could you possibly understand? I'll point to, I'll kind of like point over to Kane. She used a scrying spell to look down into this place. This huge form leans across to look over. People are simply trapped. Trapped. So there's why is it here? I don't understand. What is its purpose? It seems well, to be guarding something now. Guarding something. Something, something wild, mother. The temple. Yes. Mm-hmm. Is there a relic here? A relic, I mean. There are stories that we tell. We are followers of the wild mother. We turned from our Patreon many centuries ago. Perhaps if we free your chieftain, he can tell us. 
Perhaps some of your mightiest warriors can be freed and they can help us defeat this thing. If it is so keen on protecting it, it will not leave the temple. Maybe it will, but then we'll just kill it. You speak. We have traveled far. We have a lot of confidence, little green man. Oh. We, I kind of point to the others. We have traveled far in the last year. We have defeated many things. Demons, dragons, whatever. We have slayed many things. This is one he, will be another. His huge finger comes to point at your bear's emblem on your chest. Why would such a servant of Grimash be willing to help anybody but themselves? Because if I do not save this world, there'll be no world for my people at all. Pulls away, looks at each one of you. How does one defeat death? Oh, I've already done that. I'll just get this big grin under my mask. <laughs> he kind of smiles back at you. The cold here is almost unbearable. It's a lot colder at this point. But not when you, all of you realize that you must be mile, at least a mile down into this old ancient glacier that's been trapped in this part of the Dunrock for some time. Great giant, is there something you have that could help us relieve us of this cold? I do not. This is our land. This is our home. We do not notice this cold as if you could breathe air without noticing air. It simply is. Well... Do we, tr do we try and kill the dragon first and then for your people, or are there some... Dragon? Hmm. You think that thing is a dragon? It used to be. Whatever uh. it is now, it is something else. If you uh, know what to call it, please do tell me. Uh, I don't know what it is. We'll just call it thing. I think that underestimates its potential, but if that makes you feel better, feel free. It seems like something undead, but it also seems to have powerful magic. The betrayer gods have corrupted it. We will purge it from the world. Or we'll be off. I do not want to stay in this cold forever. Are we going in? I'll just start walking down. Wait! I'll stop. Yes? <clears throat> At least to see if anybody is still recoverable. Let us come at it from the sides, not directly. He stands up, hefts the huge axe into its kind of like leather holder on his back. I will do my best to walk silently. But as you can see, I'm not designed 
for sneaking about. I don't think it matters too much because it already detected me when I was scrying on it. What do you think it is? Possessed. A lich? A dragon lich? Those are powerful creatures. Our lore is familiar with what they are. But what is it? Why here? I guess we'll find out. So with that, the huge frost giant begins to go to the left and stay on the fringe of the city. And he begins to slowly move and check some of the larger structures. Now, because the city is designed for frost giants, the structures themselves are unnat- like unusually large, even for you. I mean, doorways are 20 feet tall. Um, a single-story structure is 40 feet tall. So these massive structures are out of scale for your own existence. What would you guys like to do? I might just follow the giant. Or we could come up with a plan. As he leaves, I'm, as, he, as he goes to walk away, I'm just going to tap him on the shoulder and cast, uh, I'm going to twin spell Gift of Alacrity on him and myself. Okay. So you have a D8 to any initiative. I'm assuming you're flying up by his shoulder when you do it. No, not the no to go. He just he just oh, does a last. Got oh. you. I was to about gore. to say he just gotcha. does a last. The woman just arm just goes. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. To Gore. No, I don't okay. know. Okay. So yeah. So um, yeah, I'm gonna twin gift of alacrity on Gork and me. Okay. So you get a D8 to all your initiative rolls. Nice. Very. Or your next initiative roll for eight hours. Very handy. Um, well, if we help him thaw some of the other giants, we'll have some more strength to fight this thing. Um, fighting it is still our choice. Um, <laughs> just like, <laughs> just like literally playing with a hair. Look, you know, I'm just saying. <laughs> Look, we were going to go hang out and like fight some bears or something. I don't, <laughs> um, Uh, Mayra, do you still have the sneaky sneak spell that you did a long long time ago? The sneaky sneak spell. (laughs) (laughs) Pass without a a trace. Yep, that one. (laughs) That one? Yep. I don't have that, unfortunately. Not today. Not today. Quick, let me nap for a second, and then I'll switch it out. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I found one. Let's go the the frost giant po- like point like pokes his head out of one of the doorways, and he's maybe two three hundred feet off to your left. I'll go running off. You watch his gork heads over that direction. Let's 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 stick close to him while he's searching, because then he doesn't have to shout and maybe alert with the thing. Yeah, so I, I could I could see like. The, the the giants walking or like jogging 
Bridget's like sprinting to keep along. Look, I've got 50 feet of movement here. <laughs> it's all in the stride, not the she's like, pace. She's like, she's like, do, 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 feet moving real fast. We should call this one. Yeah. You guys gather over where Gork is, and you can see inside another frozen form. A similar-looking frost giant, but distinct, wearing different kind of armor, holding a huge bow, the biggest bow you've ever seen. Um, frozen, splattered frozen like the previous one. Almost like maybe... Almost like maybe that the it was chased into here and then dealt with before the kind of like destructive path of this creature was taken later on. Almost like maybe it hunted the boundaries of the city at first before making its way up the middle of the city. Seems seems like it didn't suffer any damage other than just being frozen by this strange paralysis of ice. All right. Hmm. I'll use my druid craft to uh, thaw thaw them out. Okay. Might take a while. Can I um, can I firebolt thing like uh, firebolt the ice, not the people? You yeah, know. I could say between Mir's druid craft and you kind of like using firebolt to try to get big chunks of the ice kind of like broken away. About ten minutes later, there's enough of it melted that someone can reach in and then touch the physical form of the frost giant. Can I try, mm -hmm. when that happens, can I try Cure Wounds instead of uh, Restoration? Uh, give me an Arcana check on that one. Oh, minus two, great. Three! Wait! <laughs> Wait! What? You're not sure um. if it would work. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll cast it anyways. Okay. Nothing happens. No response. And I'll try Lesser Restoration again. Within moments, it breaks out of the ice sheath, looks at the giant that's kind of like hovering over it, looks over at you, the other giant, what has happened? And then quickly the other giant and him begin to exchange words in their native tongue. For Jet, he's basically getting him up to speed to everything that's happened. Their demeanor's quite calm. Their sense of purpose now beginning to be expressive and understood. For the next hour, this search goes on. The fringe of the city, frozen structures that look like they suffered damage from the attack. Unfortunately, only one other giant is recoverable. At this point. There are more closer and closer towards the center of the city, but that gets you closer and closer to where the creature is. So for now, the perimeter of the city has been searched on this end, and only one other one is, has been found frozen. But this time, the two giants utilize their massive weapons to chip away and grind away at the frozen kind of glacial ice around it 
the forms being freed from that ice, but still lying there, inert, non-responsive. How many more can you restore? I can do lesser restoration. I'll cast it on. Mira could theoretically save six more. Mira places her hand on the forearm of the inert frost giant. The skin normalizes, the paralysis gone. Frost giant looks around, looks up at the other two, looks at the five of you. Once again, the exchange, the information, the panic, the concern all play out over again. It's been at least an hour. I need con saves from everybody, please. Nine. Keen, three points of cold damage. 16. Who got 12? I did. Three points of cold damage for you for Jet. 14. What'd you get, Gork? 14. Uh, that's the DC, so you're good. Mara, what'd you get? 16. You're good. Abraxas? 28. You're good. So <laughs> for now, it's colder and getting colder, but. Oh, so. oh, everyone gets to add plus three with their because they're within distance of me. So for Jet, you would take no damage. Uh, 31. That would have given you 15. Okay, shut up, Abraxas. Stop that. Keen, <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately, you'll still take three points yeah. of full damage because that would have been only a 12 for you. Yeah, that's <laughs> darn. That's, that's a shame. Good what call. do we I'll do now? The longer we stay here, the colder we get. Yeah. <laughs> You watch as the one frost giant that doesn't seem to have any weapons, but they are festooned with the kind of robe and refinement of a priestess. And she is wearing the marks and markings of the wild mother. She briefly looks at, at the five of you and simply concentrates on a spell. The five of you are now immune to cold for the next hour. Word. Yay. She stands to her full height and she looks around. Where's my husband? Hmm? The other three frost giants look back at her. We do not know where the chief is. They exchange words for a moment. She reaches into her bag and hands out these massive bottles of strange liquids to the three and she utters in common save who you can we'll meet in the middle could I can, can, do we remember where the chief was seen in the temple uh, I think that's where I saw him yep, it's the that's, 40 foot that's the yeah. massive giant that you yeah. saw sprawled out on the ground yeah. within He's the temple entrance in, in the oh. temple facade before they scatter off, I want to ask their names. <laughs> I want to know who they are before they just disappear. The three frost giants have already taken off as the chiefess um, has kind of given them their marching orders. I'll just, I'll just kind of call it priestess. We believe that your husband is located at the temple. 
Mm. Chief Grimfang, if he lives, he will fight. I am Brimfum, his wife and companion of this tribe. We are the Frostbriars. We've been here a long time. Thank you for what you've done. Thank you for aiding my people. This thing of death. Well, I don't really know how to defeat something that could so easily move through not only all of my warriors, but my husband as well, my companion. He is, he wields the dual axes of cord, ancient vestiges that are said to have been given to him by a priestess of old. It was the reason why we turned towards the Wild Mother, recognizing that our recent, our previous patron was leading us down falsehoods, dark doings that did not benefit our people. So we turned away. Perhaps this is our punishment. Well, you have favor with the Wild Mother. I'm sure she will be able to assist. Where is her favor when my people were slaughtered? The goddess is a demanding goddess. Perhaps she shuns us for what we did. And she looks over for Jet to her people. For she would be justifiably so to do so. Our weakness of our mind, our weak faith, made us subject to that foul creature. And our recovery equally punished by whatever this thing is. Well, you are here breathing to defy those odds. I understand. You bear an understanding of the Wild Mother? Yes. I do. The life and nature of the world, its balance, its importance to us and our people. I can sense it in you. But your pathway feels different. Shadowed in a past yet to reveal itself completely to you. You've dreamwalked. I can see the essence of your displacement. Your form is different. Well, I did age a little bit. <laughs> yes. Brimfoam kind of looks at the rest. What is our plan? I can gather as many as I possibly can for now. My magics and abilities limited. But I don't feel as if expending your abilities right away is smart either. Do we meet we this thing head on? Or I could distract it. 
And you could hit it from behind once it is turned away. Yes, we can draw it out. We'll launch an ambush on them. On it. Can we? It already knows we're on our way. Your young friend here already stated this. It knows we are coming, but it knows not which direction we will come from. It's eyes are ever seeing but they can only look in so many directions at once I will gather up as many as I can we will meet in the center we will come from the south side of the fairgrounds the complex if it is there as your friend Keen here has described it we will judge for ourselves what we can and can't do then that will just leave us to to strategize then. Two groups. She smiles. Unfortunately, you only have an hour till this cold returns. That's the best I can do. Thank you. And she just, you can hear her. She's trying to be quiet, but her form's so big, it's just as she lightly walks out, it's still like slight tremors as she kind of exits the large structure that you guys are currently tucked inside of. What would you guys like to do? Do you think that this creature is from this plane? Is it possible that we could banish it? Hmm. Well, it seems to have come down with a sickness. I think it is a Wait, part of this uh, point. Don't you sing that song for get <laughs> copyrighted. Yeah. <laughs> I saw the look on her face. I mean, if you start singing that song. What song? What song? Sing it. I want to know what song it is. Can what? you feel it? Um. <laughs> You want to build a man? No, not that oh, one. Yeah, yeah. No. That's like completely opposite of what I was thinking. That's, <laughs> That's so crazy. Uh, question though: Do we don't know what this thing? It's not. We, sick. we said it is Draco dead. Lit. I mean, it's it got is... exposed organs and everything. Yeah, and you said Draco Lich. Is that Mike knows what that is? But is that a no? Is that a thing that we know? I think Mira mentioned it. Yeah, Mira is... Uh, Mira and... Well, yeah, I think... Um, I mean, you know, I, I, think, I, I could I think assume... Keen recognized what it was. Right. Um, her understanding of what it could potentially be. But its size, its presence, and its abilities don't quite match that expectation. Hmm. This feels like something different, something else. Uh, do we still have the scale... Mm-hmm. I believe someone kept it. Gork? No, Gork ran or off. I think Keen kept it because that's what she used to describe. It. Oh, it's it's like basically lashed it? under her back like a shield. Oh, I mean, it's so cool. You know, it, awesome. it, it's definitely a sizable scale for sure. But if so the cool. creature is dead, is there something possessing it? 
Perhaps. Or is it itself corrupted as it chosen to be? Can I I'm look just at the scale and try to <laughs> use the what's infected the scale to gather more information about what could be wrong with it? Sure. What are you thinking? Investigation, nature. Um, which one am I better at? <laughs> I mean, um, I'd probably go with investigation. Okay, go for it. Oh, while we're sitting around, I'm gonna do a hero's feast. That would be pretty good timing. Yeah. I'm going to save mine. You watch as Mira pulls out the very expensive chalice and well, begins to put all the componentry together. And within moments, <laughs> this broad and expansive feast is on the ground and perfect layout and kind of available to be consumed. And you heal for an extra eight uh, temporary hit points. And I can someone invisible. You're not gonna hobbit my my undead dragon. I even I was gonna try. <laughs> All right. Oh, also, dragons have blind sight, so that dragons have blind sight, so but being invisible to a dragon. What distance? I was like, uh, I turn invisible. I'm just scooting along the wall. The giant's just watching me. I can see you, you over there. No, you can't. Me too. I just keep on scooting. <laughs> uh, what was the temporary hit points? As you eight, eight. Uh, continue to examine the scale for Jet, mm-hmm. there's something strange about it. It's like there's moments where you notice layers to it. And each of the layers of the scale kind of crackle with a bit of, like, arcane energy. Hmm. And there's almost like a strange kind of visual depth to the scale. Almost like you're looking into an unreflected surface. Hi. All wisdom saving throws are with advantage, and you're immune to being frightened and poisoned. So just keep that in mind. Good to know. I'll turn to Abraxas. What do you know about these dragon things? What what did you what did Mira call it? The the, the lit- king called it a dragon. Draco dog. I I don't know any. I'm not. But you I, I look like a magic. dragon. Does it mean I am a dragon? Less about dragons, more about magic. I, right. I am not a learned man. I have well, no idea. It. I just got lucky. I don't have this. Was not a thing I earned. Um, Abraxas, you're detecting magic, correct? Mm-hmm. All the time. Um, I would say and this is my fault. I should have done it earlier. The dragon scale is magical. Okay. It's got weird magicness to it. Can I can I You're take it? Immune to fear and poison and cold too. Still, right? That's that yeah. cold, cold for an hour yeah, for at least an hour at this point. Yeah, yeah. but all the heroes' feast effects is for twenty four. So, cool, 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 cool. All right. Uh, 
Um, I, I mean, the tech magic tells me the kind of magic uh, at that the school of magic that's on it doesn't really tell me like it's not identify. I don't have identify. Well, what, what kind of magic is it? You recognize it as chrono magic. What? What? Oh no, it is mine. Um, yeah, it's it, there's t- this is a time magic. So that means that it's either it's from another timeline or it has been affected by time by the like the magic that I use sometimes for time. That's when you realize looking at the scale and kind of recognizing this strange kind of relationship with the chrono magic, you realize that what you're staring into is the different layers of the scale's existence, almost Mm. as if you're looking at the combination of a thousand forms into a single form. Okay. Then I'm going to use the gleam of time. to give myself an advantage on an intelligence check to kind of a, a like pull that knowledge from the timeline. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, yep. so I don't know if you want me to roll. Yeah. Give me an, uh, give me an intelligence check as you try to figure out why you're seeing chrono magic on this thing. Uh, well, yeah, these are all the same. I'll just roll our It's equal with advantage so a 14 or an eight a five so i'll take a 14 on it okay uh go ahead and give me an intelligence save please Hmm. that's not that good for me uh 18 18 you guys watch as abrax's head is thrown back his Eyes and mouth begin to like just crackle with energy. He's holding on to the scale. Araxis, you feel yourself pulled into it. And as you're pulled in, all around you, you're seeing hundreds of different Geladons. And then. <laughs> You're back out again. Okay. This is, um, I guess, like a an amalgamation, or like, is this a unification of the different Geladons? Maybe. Like an aberration? Some sort of... There's an, an anachronism here. This is a, out of time, so but it's like multiple layers of it. There's hundreds, hundreds of layers of this thing that at one point was Galadon. I think if we can... Reminded of its of how much time it's taken up, 
We need to shake it loose from time. Because it's been pulled together. What do we need to do? <laughs> Gork's like, Gork's over there sharpening his yes, weapon yes, like, yes. huh? How do we do that? <laughs> it better not be math. <laughs> well, it, it is in a state of undeath, right? So maybe there's a way to call its spirit back to its form. I think we need to get rid of whichever some something is hopping timelines. Maybe something is uh, combined itself with this version of Geladon. Was banishment worked on things from a different time? That's a uniquely informed yeah. Gorky question. <laughs> that is, that's like uh, all of a sudden there's just an inherent kind of like glance over to like. <laughs> well, it may not I mean, know words, but I could be smart sometime. We won't know unless we try. <laughs> we'll have to weaken it and make sure that it that it takes I've banished things before but I don't know how to I would have to I would have to really channel my power well I've considered wise creatures yeah they're very they're made of pure magic they're and the older they are the stronger they are how old is this one I don't think question not old enough <laughs> but I also don't think it's relevant. I don't think the one in the one controlling the body here. I don't think it matters. I think that one is from other times. It might be amplifying its power. Who knows? Geladon, but from a different time. So he is controlling himself from a different time. Maybe I don't know, man. I am wildly guessing. Well, well, I'm guess thinking better. so you met Galadon before. <laughs> I'm, okay, that's I'm canon. Thinking... That Gork response. <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking back Dude. to that time when we fought that when, well, when we fought Kyothi at the tree, but I believe I remember someone tried to do the banishment spell as well, but something was ha- having a hold of Kyothi and it was those skulls. There could be something that can match along with this as well. If it truly is one one part of it's one part that's two parts of whole, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. So is, I don't know. Is, is the Geladon of this time being controlled by a Geladon of a different time, or is uh, is he just here? Well, I don't know, man. This plague thing, this is plague he, demon yeah. corrupted all of this. But G- Geladon, so we don't know if... he's a dragon. But he's a uh, he's a dirty wizard dragon. Or it could be a wizard that's... Everyone's like, what's a dirty wizard dragon? <laughs> <laughs> dirty wizard dragon. Is that a gorky thing? 
That is 100% my next character. So I apologize. You could be a mud wizard. Oh, oh yeah, no, totally. I am 100 percent making a character. Mud wizard, mud wizard, just a peasant that just throws mud. Uh, yeah. I don't know if we have so, time to figure this out. The problem is, the problem is, is that we this is this is at the very. I don't want to say this out loud in front of the giants, but I will message everyone, kind of like pinging message around in our heads to be like, this is us. I don't know how how relevant this is to the cause, the big picture. But if we can, if there's something corrupt here and if there's something being protected and if it's something that can aid us in this fight coming up, because for sure that we're, we're not, we're not going to be, you know, casually strolling through the end of this. Well, I can try we, find unholy things that are tethering it here, but I can only sit so far, and this is a big, big place. The past, the the plague, the plague demon had anchors and varied kind of um, access points that were keeping it. Oh. It's influence oh, I, here. No, this no. thing maybe maybe may have a similar setup in terms of you know magical anchors, but its magic is time. So we ha- it is related to that. So if anything, these timelines converging here, it's 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 possible. But until until we engage, we don't really know. So I will say I'll. I can I try. Distracted. I can go. And then y'all try and figure out what is holding it here. Mm. Go ahead, Keen. I could try to scout, but I mean, I'm pretty good at hiding. From dragons? Maybe. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Never really tested it. I've been hiding from my past for 20 years. Oh, What's a dragon to compare to that? How big is how big's what? How big's the temple? Um, I, Keen would have described it as a pretty massive structure. Um, maybe, and it's hard to tell for sure because... The, the main room that the dragon is in. Um, I mean, you would equate it to thousands and thousands of square feet. So a football stadium yeah. kind of size? Yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, it would be the gathering point of frost giants and they're quite large themselves mm-hmm. but she also would describe the upper portion of it was cracked open as if something perched up on it and ripped the temple in two well, and then would, dropped down to the interior well, would there be an anchor like in the the, uh, the frigette's place it started there and it anchored itself there this dragon came from somewhere else. I mean, I'm not I mean, saying it's way it here. Be there, but I think it feels significant, right? Because we are often the nexus of time oddities. I will give you. So <laughs> I will give you an instance of summary. The art of temptation. And the realization that the final book is somewhere. There was a reveal to Frigette that in the past, 
the very first mantle bearer of the truth seekers had a run in with a Goliath, a familiar looking Goliath who was traveling to have a box made. And that would have been around the timeline of both the assemblage of butcher block and the eventual uh, use of the box to contain the nine keys of calamity, the books. I would say the connection here feels like this creature was doing something that was intended to do regardless of your outcome already. Even though the plague demon failed and even though the temptations were resisted, this creature was set to do something before your success. So it had come here to prevent something else from happening as well. And it's guarding something that seems to have the quotation of a wild mother vestige. So there's definitely something here that would be connected. There's an, there's a tendril of threads connecting. Why the truth seekers? Was it really just the book? We're deep into the origins of the more powerful nature of these books. These books have been either revealed, found, and recovered. But why this final book? Who is this? this glaciasa, this person, this creature that resides on the sixth level of hell. Why is she so interested in the truth seekers? It's location. This location is tempting the, sh the is tempting members of the party a sign of strength or a sign of weakness? Is there more fear here or concern is a devil or a demon even capable of fear or concern i would say that during your hero's feast that these memories kind of flood these thoughts these ideas kind of flood back to all of you i'll say the hero's feast was a trigger for that event because it's a pretty powerful magical event when you do consume a hero's feast inspiration can happen but the chrono magic, the idea that hundreds of different versions of Galadon were pulled together in a single point of time, perhaps a side effect, not actually an intention. Perhaps the ability of a god is weakening while another is strengthening. Perhaps the, this battle has been ongoing since day one, and you're just experiencing its outcomes as you traverse through these struggles. Gork destroying what he believed to be the keeper of Avernus, the great guardian Zarel, Zariel of Avernus. Mira's dream walk 
to discuss a possible outcome with her future self. And after planting the second tree of life, the realization that her people are back and that they're in the Valley of the Grey. Keen is still very much anchored to the Book of Nine, the book, the deepest portion of the hells, Asmodeus, the most powerful. What does all this chrono magic mean? Why is the mantle so important? What is this creature lying on top of that is so important that a corrupted form was gathered across many like many instances of time to be brought together and brought here. And what must that feel like? Abraxas knows what that feels like. Fear, pain. The idea of knowing something that others don't know. If that many Geladons were brought together in a single point and each timeline is distinct, what must that mean for an ancient ice-bound creature, like a white dragon. Sense of purpose, understanding. Why here? Why now? The air is crackling at this point. Mm. The sense of energy and awareness. There is something underneath that dragon. Something so important that it's quite possible that the architect of all this learned something from a different timeline of a very corrupted Caledon. The great ancient Dwarven Academy. Mm. What, the, what was learned was brought back. All things have an origin. All things have a beginning. This feels like you're at the beginning of something, the origin of something, how something was made, something was brought into existence. Magic is a process. Magic is an execution of energy and force to imbue something with something. Things just don't materialize out of thin air. Things have to be made. And things that are made have to be given purpose. All of you begin to remember Mordecai's workshop. The great shop of the gods. Why was that important? Why was that fractured remnant of butcher block even relevant? If the citadel has truly been recovered, based on the forms that you had discovered, if the citadel is nothing more than a guardian of these nine keys of calamity. Who made them? Who made the books? For that matter, who makes a vestige? 
Creation is a physical process. Magic is the outcome used to give that physical process purpose and intent. And as you guys begin to fade out of the effect of the hero's feast, like finish consuming the meal that takes about 20 minutes to consume. All of you just hear a faint whisper in your mind. Beginnings. Beginnings. Uh, did you guys hear that? Yes. My food isn't enchanted. Uh, I, I... Mm -hmm. In that way, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> you guys can hear Gork's belly grumble. Beginnings. <laughs> that turkey so, uh, tasted funny. I thought you said hot wings. <laughs> uh, I don't understand. I don't understand. Perhaps we are overthinking this. I Perhaps so. it will reveal itself when the time comes. Well, we are here now. And I'm willing to gamble that because Forget had mentioned that there's a vestige. Mm -hmm. and vestiges were created for the wars between the gods. And that's what we're in now. I thought we yeah. already knew that. So we should do it. Yeah. We just have a big old stinky dragon to deal with. Let's <laughs> just kill it. Let's go. Well, if that's the case, would it be possible to lure it out and ambush it? Mm, that's what I first thought. When the ship gets here, we could ambush it as soon as it leaves the cave with the cannons, but if the giant is right, if its sole purpose is to sit on whatever it is sitting on, then it will not move unless we get into the temple. Mm -hmm. Hmm. I don't think it's going to leave. and I think we need what's under it. Uh, True. I mean... And you said there was an opening at the top, right, Keen? Mm. Yeah, because it had busted open the temple. We want to like try attacking from the top. Well, maybe surprising it. I think multiple directions is going to be important well, because I cannot fly, so I do. I do not think coming in from the top is for. The I best demand thing. gork tossing immediately. <laughs> <laughs> I could drop or you in. a gork or a gork bomb. Yeah, mm. I mean, do you, you were great in that at maw of the. Do you think so. that dragons are dragons are prideful? Do you think you would accept the challenge to a one-on-one -on -one duel? It didn't really respect the challenge of any of the other giants. I don't. I know if don't it's... think they tried. I think it just kind of surprised them and killed everything. <laughs> Can but... you hear a voice in your head? Uh oh, <laughs> it's the druid frost giant. Huh. So far, we've managed to gather. 14. We are halfway to the edge of our pre-described location. See you soon. Pass that along. 14. 
But do you do you think that if it was challenged, it would accept such a challenge? Maybe in its uncorrupted form. Maybe originally. Maybe at some point. Yeah, but now it's feral. it's now it's either feral or it is following an order to its extreme end. Either way, it's fanatical in its protection over whatever is down there. It can't be re. I don't think it can be reasoned with. Hmm. So, how many other entrances are there besides the one coming in from the top? There must be a main entrance. What about side entrances? Are there, are there elevated levels? Yeah, were there other ways in or just... There were plenty of other ways in. Some were collapsed in from the damage that it took. Uh, the main uh, entranceway into the temple definitely had a significant amount of damage because it perched up above that part. So there's rubble strewn all down, but there's other cracks and fissures and other openings that you saw. There's definitely multiple ways to get into the facility. When you were scrying into this temple, did you see perhaps balconies or overhangs at balconies? Oh, yeah. Definitely. Perhaps the, the giants will know their way around the temple better than us. We will meet up with them and see what they know. I will lead the charge from the front. The archers and those who wish to cast spells can do so from the upper levels, and Abraxas and whoever else that can fly will come in from the top. Okay. okay. Perhaps I will pull another uh, kill it from the inside tactic. <laughs> I can get to try it. Well, I think its insides are already outside. So... Yeah, it's kind of like all exposed. Oh. And you think I could just crawl on in? You just crawl on in. I think Gork's gonna like finally have his like lifetime experience of frolicking in the organs of a dragon. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm thinking of plans. I'm thinking. Of plans. <laughs> then let us go off. We will meet yeah, with a. Let's go meet with the other plans. giants. See how many they end up with. Okay. Mm-hmm. Let's get in there for the next twenty minutes as you move through this city. The destruction the you use the cover and what's interesting is that there's no there's no sense of protection here this whatever this creature is they have no sense of real threat it's almost as if they believe themselves to be impervious to any kind of existential threat and the journey towards the center of the city is uneventful. Nothing hiding in the shadows. The normal kind of expectation of guardianship and trepidation of those that know they're trying to get away with something, absent. And the closer you get to the center, the closer you get, cold is the least of your problems. At some point... Each one of you have an equally disturbing experience. You look over, Mira, as you walk, you look over at Gork. And for a moment, you're staring at six Gorks. You blink your eyes, and it's just Gork again. Abraxas, as you hover off the ground, 
to keep an eye on things up above. You look down at your friends. You see dozens of your friends. And then you focus. And now you see just your friends. For Jet, you look over at Keen, who is patiently looking down an alleyway. And there's seven Keens that turn to look back at you with concern on their faces. A dozen mirrors look over towards Keen. Keen, you look at me and you shake your head. And all of you begin to get this sense of a headache at the back of your skull. This deep sense. So far, no sign of the giants yet. As you creep and get closer and closer. And the occurrence happens more frequently. I need everyone to make intelligent saves, please. Plus three. Plus three. There are there are Gorkses around you. I have a twelve. That's really unfortunate. Uh oh. (laughs) Mira? Oh, I'm sorry, Mira? Thirteen. Hey man, my my intelligence is literally a negative two, okay? I only get plus one because my other my other thing. Abraxas. I'm gonna re-roll that. It was okay. an eleven, but now it is an eighteen plus three twenty-one. Twenty-one. Okay. For Jet. Twenty-four. Okay. Yes. Key. <laughs> Twenty-six. What can I say? Yes. Well, Gork and Mira. The multiple and duplicit forms of your friends is permanent now. But when they talk and speak, it's in unison with a slight latency to their voices. Mm. Can I pick up on that? And it's, it's up to, to them to determine how much they are sharing that experience. So wait, only we see them? It, Whoa, Gork. Shh, shh, that's at, this point, <laughs> at this point, it's a sense of more permanency. Like before it was fleeting, like microseconds of just weird mm. kind of experiences. Now you could see, like, at first you look over to see, like, seven keens. And then you try to shake your head. And when you open your eyes again, now there's 12 keens. Mira, you look at Forget, and you see six Forgets. You're like, oh. And then there's, like, a dozen Forgets. So for you, you would definitely pick up on Gork and Mira's, like, strange kind of, like, visual behavior. Like, their physical reaction to something that they're seeing. I'm going to tell them, I'm going to steal your mind, guys. Steal your minds, guys. There's there's a lot of And now it's echoey. When when Abraxas talks, it's echoey. It's linear. It cascades. It echoes. It rebounds. If there was literally an army of us. I'm going to start humming so that it's just a constant drone. I'm like, focus on this. And then it's just like, just remember, it's one. It's only one. There's only it's one. One. It's 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 one. There's at least 30 Abraxas. Uh, it's, it's one. Can it's I, one. Can it's I one. cast Lesser Restoration on myself? Mira, you look over to see 100 Gorks like, begin uh. to invoke a spell. You cast it on yourself. There's this feeling that the power is absorbed by you, but nothing happens. It just fades. <laughs> Okay, what about cleansing touch? You focus on that. <laughs> okay. 300 gorks are, 
are focusing on that invocation. Okay. Gork, you look over to see Hugger's Mira, and then all of you can just hear the thousands of Abraxases. It's one, 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 it's one. The cacophony of it is just drilling into your minds. Please make it stop. Take 26 points of psychic damage. Gork, take 26 points of psychic damage. But they are I will, the only ones I will, that, right? I will They're use... the only ones. You guys are just watching at first as Gork and Mirror grab onto their heads. No, I'm gonna use and then they split apart into two or three and then back into their form. It's almost like their actual psyche is being pulled at, disjointed from their physical form. You watch as a shade of Mirror almost gets pulled out of her form and then pulled back in. I will use my Aura of the Guardian to take that from Mira so she doesn't take any damage. Okay. Mira, um, you watch as a thousand Gorks scream in pain. <laughs> and it cascades out and back into the depths of the chasm. Oh. I'm right guessing now, this we- is a very unfortunate and painful experience. It is. Very painful. To the point the two of you have stopped... You've gripped onto your heads and you're rocking back and forth. I would like to pain. cast sleep on Mira. You look over. Which one do you want to cast it on? There's thousands of them. <laughs> oh, I'm going to cast a spell. Can I, can, I, can, I, can I close my eyes and just kind of feel for her? As you close your eyes, the psychic pain digs deep like a worm into your skull. I'm casting to spell give magic. Give me a uh, give me a uh, give me a Constitution save to see if you can keep your eyes closed because it's more painful when you do close your eyes. Uh-oh. Mara, what do you want to do? Cast to spell magic. Uh, give me concentration save with disadvantage to be able to do that. Uh, so it's basically a con save at disadvantage. I got a dirty twenty. Dirty twenty. <laughs> Like got a nat one. Yeah, oh. you immediately lose the idea and thought of the spell. Abraxas. I'm going Jack to. <clears throat> I'm going to reach out and touch, and and kind of channel my time magic, and I'm going to use that to cast greater restoration, but to kind of refocus the prism of their time of time with greater restoration. Okay. You see your two friends split and then reform. Split, reform. What? Gork and Mera take 26 more points of psychic damage each. What is happening? Abraxas. I don't like these headaches. You begin to spell. cast and you begin to organize this idea of getting them to refocus, recentering them. You reach into your chrono magic that you haven't really explored all that much, and you begin to wonder this greater restoration. What happens if I try to restore time? What happens if I try to restore the fact that they're being pulled out of this timeline? What does it mean? And you bring the spell together. And as you do, there's an explosion of arcane light from the two of them. And then you watch as a spectral form steps away from Mira. And then another. 
watches Gorks begin to step out of Gork. <laughs> and another, and another. And they're looking around strangely. They looked over to see you and the others, and they look. And in discordant unison of different ways of asking the question, where are we? Who are, where are we? What? What? What are we? And it just rebounds and echoes. And then you cast the second half of the spell and you reach out to time. And you feel your energy pull at time. And then for the first time, Kronos reveals himself to you. You've always heard his voice. But your awareness of this magic, your experience with it, this effect on you. And you focus on these shapes of Gork and Mirror that are being pulled from themselves. A voice that sounds familiar, a feeling, my strength grows. I can feel the fractures. I can feel the mistakes, but the voice is less gruff, less distant. The voice becomes more feminine. My undoing and my mistake is mine alone. You've almost gotten to me, Abraxas, a little further. And then there's a blink in just that moment of a revelation of Kronos. And you can see the face of Kiothi. And then it goes away. And then you finish the spell. Mare and Gork, you open your eyes to look around. The effect gone. Blood oozing from ears, nose, and eyes. The pain in your mind's beginning to fade, and all you can hear off in the distance. <laughs> Clever. Clever, timekeeper. You're almost back. She can't help you now. The fractures remain. The lies remain. Just a little further. And I'll show you the truth. I'll give you guidance. And you'll understand the worth of yourself and the others. <laughs> and it crackles and fades. Each one of you, though, blinking, shaking your heads. Once again, two or three for Jets or Keens, Braxis's, Gorks and Mares. But then you close your eyes and things recenter. Off in the distance, Abraxas, the center of the fairgrounds, you could see dozens and dozens of frost giants fighting each other, clashing with one another, turned against one another within whatever this effect is. It's peeling back things that are true. It's placing lies where truth is hidden. And walking amongst this, a form, a shade, an outline, creeping closer to the temple. 
I need everyone to give me intelligence saves again, please. Sorry. This is deep magic, folks. This is deep, mm. deep shit. Welcome to... Oh, I'm sorry. What level are we? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Remember your plus threes. Got yeah, uh, plus threes. Natural okay. twenty. Nice. Plus uh, plus three twenty four. Plus three twenty seven. Okay. And I would take a second to heal Mira. I would second. heal too. <laughs> Mira. Well, I'm I'm healing you. Okay. For twenty points. Thank Mira, you. what'd you get? I'll be healing myself. I got a natural three. A natural three for Jet. Uh, uh, I'm gonna reroll it. <laughs> 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 I'm gonna reroll it. Um, thanks. Thanks, thanks, halflings everywhere. No, Thank that you. was for being a monk. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> that's oh, that's nice. Twenty-five. We'll go with twenty-five. Okay. I like that better. What'd you get? Twenty-one. Mira, you're pulled out. Of in front of everyone, Gork manages to just get the heel off as you're shredded out of your form. A thousand <clears throat> mirrors extend out of her form and in the direction of the temple. Thousands of them, thousands of them, all in unison being pulled and pulled and pulled and pulled. Mira, take 31 points of psychic damage, please. Cool, 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 cool. And do I do I see this mysterious creature? Wait, this is a only Abraxas, unfortunately, can see okay. this strange shade walking towards the temple. Wait, this is psychic damage? This is psychic damage, yes. I'm resistant to psychic damage. Take half, then. And be sure to have retro recton the half that you already took as well. Yeah. So we'll just... Keep an eye on them immunities and resistances, folks. Yeah. Mm -hmm. This is a big... This is, this is the, the adult playground you're in now. The shape that I'm seeing, it's walking. I'm trying to picture where we are. So we are going into this area, or we, I'm watching. You guys we're in the forced, area already. You've been stopped dealing with Gork and Mira. You're at the edge of the fairgrounds. The giants are fighting each other. After you recovered Gork and Mira's forms with your greater restoration, beginning to push forward towards the temple, you then watch as a shade of a figure is walking up towards the main entrance of the temple. It's at that moment as Gork heals Mira, Mira just grabs her head in pain and suddenly thousands of mirrors are being shredded out of her form. Am I, am I to understand that this shade is there physically now, or am I watching something that has already happened? You feel like it's, it feels like a guide. It feels like something that is trapped somewhere and is exerting a great deal of power to show you a path. Mm, 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 mm. Um, and then all of a sudden you hear a familiar ticking. Yeah. That you haven't heard for some time, but it sounds different. It sounds like it's, going in reverse mm. it's winding a different direction it's winding backwards I'm going to um, 
the images in front of you change. The giant city is restored. The temple is back to normal. But you're watching as dozens of figures line up in parade form. And in parade form, you're watching a very exhausted and very beat down, familiar looking Goliath, the chief of Butcher Block, carrying a great kind of burden towards the temple. They walk in towards the temple, then the temple just surrounds you now. You're inside the temple. The great the great altar and the great statue is marked whole. And there the statue is revealed to you. It's the statue of Mordecai. You can see the great hammer and anvil used to forge the world. The words stretched across the altar. The great gateway open up down into the vault and then stitched across the great shield that's emblazoned at the feet of the statue. The Shadow Forge. <clears throat> the vision's gone. You find yourself back trying to focus on Mira. The others are now concerned about Mira as well. She stands there screaming in pain, blood pouring from her nose, eyes, and ears. Mira, give me another intelligence save, please. Go ahead. Plus three, because uh, Bork is there. Intelligence. Uh, I would like to go over to Mira and um, offer her protection from <laughs> evil and good. Okay. <laughs> Uh, I'm rolling, I keep rolling lower than 10. We're going to die. Uh, Man, take, uh, take 41 points of psychic damage. Have oh, 20. So have my 20. question is, are resistant. my question is, where are the, 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 where are the, the other giants? There's, there's hundreds of them fighting each other right now. Oh. As you blink. That's, that is a, happening. I Maybe they were hard to know. Um, and the, the ebb of to... their battle ebbs and flows across the parade ground. And then you, as your vision coming back out of the temple concludes, the shade dissipates. And so you, just hear, you just hear that feminine voice over the rewinding tick of the clock. Hmm. Beginnings. So my... Beginnings. My, I'm torn because everything about this whole process has been us staying together. But if I have to go by by myself, that makes you know that that feels like contrary to what the the point of all of this has been to be to, to go together. So my point, my first impulse is to grab Mira, and we need to we need to get in there. That's my first impulse. Okay. Because I, I can't, as much as I need to get through there, that I see the 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 ghost, you know, guide. I have to assume that it's for all of us. The clash of the frost giants gets louder, and now there's thousands of them fighting each other. Yeah. Trapped in this hell. Trapped in the cycle of them seeing a lie but thinking that they see a truth. Mm -hmm, Their fight mm -hmm. continues. It goes back and forth, back and forth, ebbing back and forth. 
Mara screams in pain yet again. Thousands of her being pulled out of her existence. I'm going to try to cast a spell magic again. Uh, Did my greater restoration do anything? Did you? Did my greater restoration? I the first time I cast it, did it? it, That. Yeah, it brought them back together. This was just the effect of another failed save. Mira, concentration save with disadvantage to try to execute the spell. Because you are under this psychic effect. Yep, nope, that's not going to do it. Okay. Dang. Cool, cool, cool. Four of you are standing there at the edge of the parade grounds. You've already heard Abraxas. There's someone fucking with time. I'm going to fuck with time. I'm going to do a gleam of time and I'm going to turn back time a full minute so that she doesn't have to do that. Okay. And I'm going to, and I'm going to try and I don't know how much time has passed since the first time she, she got hurt and that I cast the greater restoration, but I want to turn back to there. So when she clears her mind, I'm going to rewind all of that and be like, something's fucking with times. So I want to fuck with time. And I'm going to do that. <laughs> as you do that, as you feel that force of the Kronos magic and the gleam of time is created. There is a roar of pain from the center of the temple. Mm-hmm. Not only uh, do you watch as the giants no longer fight with each other, Mira's reversal of the effect that just happened to her, therefore recovering all the damage that she took. You watch as a phantom-sized ancient white dragon is ripped out of the temple. <laughs> And dissipates. Mm-hmm. We have to get in there. and We have to stop this now. I'll, I'm going to do what I can. We need to focus everything onto it. And then hopefully I can Beginnings. channel my magic. Beginnings. Beginnings. With every tick of the backwards clock. Beginnings. Um. Just because of the whole time, time fuckery thing, um, I still would hear heal mirror for 20 points. That's fair. Yep. Okay. And then- All of you are standing there as if deja vu is set in. Mm-hmm. Conversations are almost mid-repeat of themselves at that point of it winding back. The only difference was all of you had that shared experience of watching something very large and angry, get ripped out of the center of the temple. And in phantasmic kind of appearance, just kind of desiccate mm-hmm. up and mm-hmm. into the air. And there's this shock of energy from it. And Abraxas says we need to get in there. And so I see Did that too, right? Did the entire dragon into Gibbleton bits? Maybe. I, we need to... I'm going to start running to... towards the temple. I'm just like, now yeah, might be our chance. Too. I'm about to be really upset if I can't fight a dragon. <laughs> I'm gonna help Mira up, and then I'm I know because you like... know plague demon wasn't enough. Um... No, it's never enough. <laughs> I'll go, so I'll go are... chasing after Keen, sprinting towards the temple. Okay, so all mm. of you 
begin sprinting, running through the fairgrounds, running through frozen forms, prone objects, destruction, up the great staircase, up to the great collapsed inside kind of like uh, entryway, like this, this great kind of like chapel entrance with these great effigies of previous chiefs and folk and lore of this tribe. You trans like you transition from the fairgrounds into the interior of this football sized temple, this huge expanse of place down in the center of it. You could see this great 40 foot giant lying prone and frozen on the ground on the altar. This huge undead creature, this form, but it's racked. It's pain echoes throughout the temple. Its form is currently being pulled into a hundred different directions as shades of itself pulled out and pulled back in, pulled out and pulled back in. Mm -hmm. And as that happens, its physical form shifts and writhes in pain at the base of what it sits on, what it lies on, a fractured door stone door leans out and open a set of stairs that can now be seen from the interior of this point there's a way down and underneath this creature as soon as I can get into where I see it I'm going to try to invoke stasis which is another gleam of time thing it's a DC 20 something save. I don't know. It doesn't say here what it is. It's, it's a DC 20. Sure. It's intelligence. I'm going to spend a legendary reaction to re-roll. Mm -hmm. I'm going to spend a legendary resistance to re-roll. <laughs> yep. Yes. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> The hundred different forms being pulled away freeze. Yeah. And the psychic blast from that just echoes out into the chamber. So, Braxis, you have to concentrate on this to mm -hmm. be able to maintain this. Now, I would right. assume that I am in front of Abraxas. You're in front. Abraxas is right behind. Mirrors to the right, king to the left. How, and for Jack, kind of like 1970s Charlie Angel style, like just there like that. <laughs> how far is the uh, how, how far is the dragon from us from this location? It's so the altar is a good 300 feet wide, maybe about 20 feet tall. You see the fractured stony remains of a statue that's strewn out amongst the rubble pile. Because it was thrashing around in pain, it shifted the rubble, causing the fractured stone door right beneath the altar to reveal the stairs that lead down as well. So this entire thing that you just experienced is less than 150 feet away from you. So just to describe it visually, I'm going to slowly rise as I'm concentrating, you know? So what you'll see is like in Infinity War, when there was like a bunch of Doctor Stranges, like mm -hmm. it's like the mirror verse yeah. of me just kind of like spreading out. There's a bunch of different mm -hmm. versions of me. But There's actually a hundred versions of you tapping into the hundred versions of the yeah. dragon and you could see that Abraxas is struggling to concentrate and keep this creature controlled. 
That I would so like to meta. continue to charge straight at it. I'm going to okay. go down the stairs. Uh, yeah, I'm going for I the stairs. Giving, I am giving everyone an opportunity to shine, to do a, <laughs> to do a thing, to do a thing before we. So, Gork, you're marching at the creature itself, correct? Uh, marching more like running straight forward, like an idiot. Yes. Yep, that that's very Gorky <laughs> of you. Mira for Jet and Keen, you head for the stairwell down below. Mm-hmm. The th- four of you feel yourself pass through what could only feel like an energy echo. And as you pass through it, you hear a thousand screams of pain. I need everyone to make wisdom saves, please. And I believe you have advantage because it is advantage. Yep. And plus three if you're next to me. Uh, the plus Thank three does not apply. The plus three will <laughs> not apply because Gork is too far ahead now. Okay, well, I get plus three. That's fair. You're always near you. Templar, Templar of Grumash. <laughs> you, said wow. a, you said it was a wisdom? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> With advantage because of Heroes Feast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Better, please. <laughs> no, look, you don't understand. I rolled 18 twice now. So right. that's like 29, guys. Well, thank, thanks a lot, Dice. You could have helped me earlier. For Jet, what'd you get? 30. Okay, Keen. Holy smokes. I only got a 10. A 10. Keen, you'll take um, 18 points of necrotic damage from the effect of passing through the echo barrier. Doubting my dice. Everybody else will take no damage for, because of the save. <laughs> and the three of you head to the stairs and begin to go down into the darkened corridor below. Just as you hear Gork's guttural war cry as he leaps into the air and enters the stasis effect that Abraxas has created. And you watch as a hundred Gorks come into existence for each stasis that Abraxas is. But now Gork is in slow motion, a hundred of them passing through with his weapon held high and how far am I from this creature at this point? Hard to know. It's so it, the time is slowed down. No, but like before I crossed into it, how far would I have been? Sixty feet. Sixty feet. Uh, I'll ca- I'll cast a dispel evil and good. It What's the range right on now. that? Sixty feet. Uh, n- no, it's a. Uh, hold on. What's, I'm looking, what's I'm the on. range on it? No, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Uh, it's not. It's a. I. I. It's a concentration, and I have to hit or touch something. So okay. I'm basically, I'm basically a head held so spell. So you, you you kick the spell into effect in anticipation that you're going to come down on it. Yeah. And strike it. Okay, I love yeah. that. Okay. So Braxis and Gork are keeping this thing occupied, controlled. Gork's going to do what he can to use his God Slayer ability on this creature. Uh, that's still on cooldown. Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, you're fucked. Anyways, so as the three of you begin to go down the darkened stairwell, you are in a, oddly enough, a space not designed for frost giants. The hallway, roughly 10 feet tall by 15 feet across, and pull, and you walk as all the sound behind you fades. The three of you standing in a hallway and this hallway maybe goes about 30 feet to a pair of silver doors they are each roughly eight feet tall four feet wide and they are buttressed up against each other as if 
they're designed to open equally. And on the front of the door, a representation of all the prime deities with the wild mother centermost on the top of the door, her hands outstretched and in her hands, in the visage of the door, you could see an, an empty space for something to be put there. And then around her hands, a, a kind of visual representation of a circlet, a thin crown that can be placed on a head wreathed in natural kind of representation, ivy and vines. At the center of that visual representation of the circlet, an empty space upon which something could be placed. Small, round, maybe a gem, stone, or another small object of choice. No seam in the doors, no sign of entry or door handle. And then written in like a religious kind of common, like art on the doors. The burden on your brow is the making of the world. For I am the making of vestiges. I am the making of hope. Uh, <clears throat> Mayor's gonna walk up towards the door. Uh, she has the light cast in her staff too, so we're not walking in complete darkness. Uh, <clears throat> so... On the door, there's something to place uh, an object it's on, right? About the size of a coin, an emptiness that it's about the size of a coin, and it's it's kind of all the visual artistry is built around it. The representations of the different deities, the wild mother at the very top, her hands outstretched with the hole representing the center of her hand, as well as where the gem might be placed within the idea of the circlet being there. It's all imagery. It's all artistry. It's all etchings and kind of um, uh, kind of like pictographs emblazoned and in, in placed in these doors. This feels like this is the way in because you don't really see a hinge or a seam or any sign of a door handle or a lock. Hmm. This feels like faith. Feels like trust. It feels like a sense of certainty to get through these doors. Hmm. I don't have any gems on me. No, Gork's got all the shinies. Yeah. <laughs> he has a lot of gems on him. <laughs> but that feels too obvious, too easy. Or uh, I had, I had a this is old. Gym. This this place feels ancient. You're standing in a hallway that someone else has only stood in maybe three, four hundred years ago when the box was made. Abraxas, did you share with them the Shadow Forge reference on the statue? You're muted. When I reversed the 
time to regain as we were like probably right, right. like we got to go in here it would have been like okay here's gotcha. because such so and everything such. abraxas experienced with that vision that he had being pulled in and saw the history of the city three four hundred years ago and the arrival of the great chieftain to have the box made and then the 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 idea of the shadow forge all that is knowledge to the three of you at this point Okay. He's like, fuck, that don't help. <laughs> <laughs> like we need something to fit the, the well, thing. It's like, um, um, hmm. I don't have gems, but I do have seeds. <laughs> She's a wild mother. Are one of the... Um, so while I'm focused on this stasis... It requires all of your concentration. I can't break off. If you break off, it'll fail. So, okay. So I'm not down there. Correct. It's Mira for Jet and Keen trying to figure out this door, how to get in. Uh, Can I, will... I damage this thing as I'm holding it stasis with non-concentration? No, you're hoping that that was, okay. you're hoping that Gork's perspective on this mm. is that if there is a fracture, if this thing manages to come out of the stasis, well, while in this mm-hmm. stasis, maybe Gork can do some harm to it before it does come out. And you Got can it. see the hundred different Gorks flying through the air and different variations mm-hmm. of the, so, of so the visual the aspect. Gorks would be stabbing it all at once. <laughs> mm-hmm. like well, that. but you're, from Abraxas' perspective, there's a hundred different forms of the dragon. Yeah. You're each one going one-on-one. Those in stasis... While each one of your forms is crossed through the echo, like the the psychic echo, and into the stasis field, and then your form split to like fix itself on each of the different forms of the dragon. King for Jet Mira. Actually, she does have. She does have a gem. Um, Mira's gonna go to the bottom of her staff and pick out one of the stones a gray one and she's going to put it on the you watch as Mira takes one of the ancient stones of her people puts it into the opening and you watch as a third of the door lights up okay I guess it needs more. <laughs> um, she'll pick off another stone. <laughs> and place it on the... The stone the is not absorbed and nothing happens. Okay, good. I'm going to put that back. With <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, the um, copper ring fit... Looks like it. I'll uh, take off the ring and put it in the... It's absorbed. Another third. <laughs> lights up. <clears throat> My turn for sure, but... Uh, <laughs> what do I have? That's anywhere near that kind of... Value. Um, All of you can hear echoes in the hallway. 
Spaghetti, 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 spaghetti. You can hear arcane resonance outside, this arcane fracture. And then, Keen, you look over to see two mirrors, and then you blink and they uh -oh. form, almost like things are weakening. Whatever Abraxas and Gorkin doing, it's got a limit. Um, it's not magically powerful, but it's valuable to forget. It's the Grey Guardian's friendship bracelet from Erlis. Um, so she'll take that off and give it a try. Set it in. <laughs> There's an explosion of energy and arcane light. You watch as the Wild Mother, her form takes kind of like a translucent and she dips out of the sealed doors with her hands out. And as her hands come stretching out towards the three of you, a circlet in her hands. And that's where we're going to finish tonight. When we come back <laughs> in two weeks. <laughs> so we all grab it at once. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right, everybody, thank you so much for joining. Spot. You guys go ahead and linger for a few minutes so we can talk about the schedule. Uh, we will not be online uh, next week as I will be closing the studio for a week. Uh, I have to go to Arizona for some business. Mm -hmm. um, other than that, um, everybody, thank you for coming out and hanging out with us. Thank uh, you. That was an amazing session. I've been dying to do this part of the arc. I wrote this so long ago, and I'm like, I really hope they make all the right choices. And it took a while to get there, but we got there. So, <laughs> Man, <laughs> Which is the I, fun of it. I was about to one-hit <laughs> KO this dragon. You have no idea. Hey, you may still have a choice. You may still have a chance. This is, this this is some wacky shit. So, all right, everyone. Thank you for coming out. We will see you in two weeks. We're getting closer to the end. Our two-year journey is, is getting nearer and nearer. Um, but, Tay, hey, you know what? Um, be kind. Be safe. Play a game. It's good for you. See you guys. Do 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 do